We're live. We're, oh, fuck, what is it? Lollipop, lo, how does that song go? Lollipop, okay. lollipop, oh, lollipop, lollipop. I was going to say. Seven months, seven months, oh, oh, we're seven months sober. <laughs> Happy seven months, Cass. To the day, right? I thought you stopped on February 6th. This is hilarious. Third? February Second. 3rd? Second. Why is it so funny? Why is it hilarious? Because I thought that you would have had this date tattooed, memorized, and ingrained in your long-term memory by now. Well, it's September 3rd, so it's over seven months. Seven months in one day. Yeehaw! And also, I didn't stop the same day as you. I stopped on the 12th. 12th. Yeah. But whatever. I drank that watered-down tequila that one night we went out. You know what I mean? Oh, but you were smoking all up in Puerto Rico, though. Fucking out me like that, dude. (laughs) So I've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift lately, and she has a few lines like, what's the driving home drunk in the car? I'm drunk in the back of the car, and I'm crying like a baby. And she also has a few other ones about like coming home drunk, and I've just been like romanticizing being drunk again. Oh, even though it's not to the be actual honest. drinking that I miss. It's the idea. It's how she's such a fucking good storyteller. Where I'm like, I wish I was out drunk crying with my friends. For me, it's I, mm. if I were single, I don't think I could do this. Because, hang with me here. Going out with your friends, getting drunk, and then making out with somebody. That, that, it's like, what beats that? That. Grinding, it, grinding up that juicy peach against a okay <laughs> kielbasa, rock hard kielbasa. Just like, if you're single, it's hard to fucking beat. The thing but because is, I was single... single when we started, yeah, but I was also emotionally very much falling in love with somebody though. I also think you were sing your singleness perpetuated the drinking and the drinking perpetuated the singleness. Absolutely. Yeah. But I also didn't want to be locked down. Locked? Are you locked down? JM, are you listening? (laughs) (laughs) Baby's got me in fucking shackles. No, I'm saying uh, Justin's home. Justin's home. (laughs) I liked I liked being single. I wasn't looking for somebody. Guys, the soberness perpetuated me actually just growing the fuck up and starting to move away from toxic ass habits that I had in the drinking environments. Is it crazy to be like, I don't know if, if this is, if I was toxic. I honestly think I was a very pleasant drunk to be around. I except the one time that people would tell me to do destructive things and I would do them on dares. I was low key a different person seven months ago. I think we were both a joy. It's just, it's okay to have, I think one of us was more of a joy than the other. You know, it kind of, let's talk about it right now. I want to talk about it right now. (laughs) I don't want to say it hurts my feelings, but it pisses me off (laughs) when you and a few others talk about past me, like she's somebody that I like should be ashamed of. And I, Mani was responding like, like, I feel bad. I don't mean to no. make you feel bad, but also I was more fun than you were. <laughs> I completely disagree. I'm just kidding. You were pretty fun. I mean, I didn't mean for it to go down this. Well, I think we should just end the podcast. Too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All I'm saying is that I deep down in the same person, one, 
two, yes, I know I would drink a lot of Jameson. We get it. But like, I don't need you guys to keep reminding me how much I drink. Also, you fuckers out there drink a lot too. <laughs> Just because I, I also realize that I'm so explicitly honest with myself. I'll be like, yeah, I smoked 20 cigarettes and drank six Jameson. Everyone's like, yeah, you were always unhinged, off the hook. You were crazy. And I'm like, you know what? Kind of projecting onto me. Who like, said that? Name drop them. I don't want to. I'm just kidding. Don't oh. do that. I'm drunk in the back. <laughs> so Maria thinks that that got a little intense and serious. And if I think back, it did kind of sound intense. So we both have rashes right now. We both have rashes right now. And we got another rejection. I think that's why I have a rash. I think they're stress rashes. Actually, no, I'm pretty sure I got bit by a spider. Mine is also on my neck. It's also on my back. And it's also on my pussy and my crack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think that mine's stress. Well, didn't you have psoriasis, Loki, a couple days ago? Oh, you're right. I, I it did. Looks I like got psoriasis. stress psoriasis from, um, if you know, you know. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I know. <laughs> Do you guys? Now? Which makes this really exciting. Yeah, I think that Marina had stress-induced psoriasis, which is better than the stress-induced Bell's palsy that she got a couple years ago. O-M-F-G. This bitch contracted Bell's palsy in a very challenging part of her life. So half of her face was paralyzed. Was paralyzed. We're talking about all this, and now my mosquito bites are re-inflaming on my back. Anyways, Marina doesn't have something as severe as Bell's palsy, but when we get stressed, oh my God, yes, I wanted to talk about that for like two seconds. Talk bitch cutting out drinking and smoking has me like actually noticing shit that my body is doing and like acting on it for example i have this rash that's on my back it looks like a fucking demon scratches it, are on my back it looks kind of like shingles cast do you have shingles this looks like shingles can i see it right now this is what shingles looks like can i see it right now turn around lift up a shirt uh, let me see it. i'm frozen in my tracks that relax turn around and let me see your back relax um no not quite should we look it up no, 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 no. It doesn't look like shingles. I just, my blood pressure. If we could test it. I'm getting so itchy now. The sports bra has to come off, dude. <laughs> We're both <laughs> topless right now. <laughs> we are recording the pod seven months Nike. Just kidding. Okay, so I got this rash. You little pervs. <laughs> we used to get asked all the time. What, Marina? What did we used to get asked all the time on the bus? When we were really young. We got to, we got asked all the time if Cassandra and I took showers together. If we showered together. We also were bullied during that time for our body hair. So I'm like, what do you want to do? Do you want to fuck us or bully us? Pick one. You know what I mean? You don't get to ask if we shower together if you're telling me that my hair on my legs is really long. Honestly, I know we go on a lot of tangents and this is one of them, but I want to continue the tangent with if you ever see me do you know what I'm about to say no okay if you ever see me and mm. th this comment wants to come out of your mouth I'd prefer if you just swallow your words shove it up your ass do you know what I'm about to say you look like you have a unibrow a witch who had a unibrow our dad no what famous artist had a unibrow Frida Kahlo if I get told I look like Frida Kahlo one more fucking time you guys are completely different ethnicities she's it drives me crazy like find the one ethnically ambiguous person who had thick dark unibrow and I take very good care of my eyebrows, by the way. If somebody tells me, Marina, hi, you look like Frida Kahlo. I get that all the Kahlo time. Kahlo or Kala? Kahlo. Kahlo. I want to say this bitch doesn't read. Because I feel like <laughs> somebody who is just picking like Pocahontas or Frida Kahlo, I'm like, you don't read much. You're not really like choosing in your free time to educate yourself to a certain degree. No offense. It's just like you based probably off of the just people, watch reality TV. Based off the people who have offered me that comment, I would say it's pretty accurate. Um, I get told 
told all the time that I look like Lady Gaga. Oh, I've gotten that before like, too. All the time. Stephanie. Daduka. Daduka talks like this. Actually, he talks like this. Cassandra. Where have you been? Um, his accent is wild. He pulled up a picture of Lady Gaga one time. Was like, you look just like her. I can't. I can't quite get the Cassandra, accent. Cassandra, I've gotten that too. And let's look it up really fast. Because it's our nose in our mouth. We have such good noses. Mm, but she's gotten a lot of work done, so I need to look up Lady Gaga. The thing is about our noses is they are cute, but are they functioning? You know what I mean? Do we look like Lady Gaga? Yes. Alessandra, also our oldest sister. Ooh. She does Hella have big like eyes, a Lady cute Gaga. nose, and a big mouth. I think we look like Madonna's daughter, Lords. Lord? Oh, Any- who looks like Lady Gaga. Very cool. Maybe it was a love child. Me, Moving but- on, what were we talking about? This rash that I got. So Marty and I pitched for a client last week, and I had such a good time doing it. Marty and I loved spending that time putting it together, but I think I didn't even realize I was stressed can we talk about how like, first of all Cassandra and I know how to pitch so well dude we're our dad it's amazing it's incredible we're not really taking on clients but we're like let's take on one right because yeah. you know if you've listened to any episodes of the podcast you know that we're both skint yes. or broke I would like to use the word hemorrhaging <laughs> Okay. Anyway, we, we, were t- like, we were like, we're going to take on a client. We're going to pitch to this client. Because we whatever. liked this client. That's the only reason. Now, here's the funny thing. We got the feedback. You guys are too expensive. And Cassandra and I went back to each other and we said, well, do we lower our prices? Do we lower our prices? And Cassandra has this way of convincing me, never lower my price. Always say, there's a very good chance that we won't land the client. Because this has happened to me before with sound baths or when people ask me to go on wellness retreats and you're like, say, this is your price. And I do. And then they don't hire me. So spoiler alert, we didn't get the client. I don't want to make it sound like it's your fault because I'm actually really proud that we didn't lower our hourly. I'm glad that you can see that that's a plus, but I'm not all willy nilly picking a price. I'm choosing something that I literally know is the value. Yeah. Cause it's like, Sandra knows everything guys. <laughs> anyways. So anything, anyways, no, I want to say when they did say our price was too high, I did say, let's add added value to it. And we did. Add I value. do want to say like, I love feedback. I hear that. But also when you want to shop at Whole Foods or when you want to buy organic or when you want to buy a certain type of quality, there is a cost associated. Needless and to motherfucker, say, I'm non-GMO, organic, pure shit. No are preservatives you added. Done? Are you done? You drove the point home, but my <laughs> point is we lost an opportunity, which in hindsight, I feel like actually works out best. It's what was meant to be. How were you after that? Getting rejected again. I literally had this intuitive feeling that I knew that this client wasn't going to work out. Me too. Me too. I knew it. I just me knew too. it. So I had pre done some work with pre-acceptance of knowing like, okay, we actually aren't going to get this client. I was okay. You fucking manifested it then, bitch. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was okay until I actually wasn't until the next morning. And I felt like a total and complete failure. This is what's been happening recently I've been on Instagram and I've been looking up a lot of Taylor Swift stuff and (laughs) a lot of really successful women that I love and I think that subconsciously it fucks that's what I told you about when I watched the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary and I downward spiraled because I was like how could he know what he wanted to do by 14 and then by 19 he got second place in worlds and then by 20 he's number one and then he moves to America by 23 I'm like did I waste my youth so I was like well first of all bitch we gotta just get to Instagram off your phone I think we're pinpointing pointing a a problem here. So I deleted off my phone. I go into the woods with my boyfriend. His dog cheers me the fuck up. He's got a German short-haired pointer, a GSP. If you know, you know. This motherfucker is running through the water like it's all she needed. But I felt like a failure. Even though I kind of low-key made it all happen, didn't change the price, I still felt 
awful. Yeah. yeah. I was like, is everybody else right about me? You know how you were like, I feel special, but I feel like nobody wants to take my specialness and help me with it, right? Pay me for it or like utilize it or actually sees its value. They kind of look from afar and like, she's cool, but no, you're good. Just stay over there. Like you're cool. I'm like, oh fuck, is my head too big for my body? Like my ego or am I in denial or am I delusional? I just felt this moment of being like, am I phony? I have 10 years of experience, but am I also just a phony? Am I, do I need to just get on TikTok? I think that it couldn't be any more clear that what we are supposed to be doing is working on Stardust Standard and nothing else. And all we have to do is find one part of it to monetize right now, which I think is going to be the fire cider. And then the rest will happen. I know. And listen, you can still be upset about the thing that you knew you weren't supposed to get and know it's the right thing. Yeah. But kind of still be pissy about it. The positive part is I didn't throw a bitch fit for more than three hours. Good. I gave myself three hours to be a little whiny one about it. Do you remember what we used to do for after we got a gig, after we didn't get a gig, finished an amazing event, pretty much after there was any sort of news that came into our life? We smoked sick. We would go to fucking O'Reilly's, throw back a few, and smoke six. Yeah. I miss that. I know, me too. I literally miss it. I literally miss it. So it's Labor Day weekend. You motherfuckers are out with your gorgeous bodies on these boats, twerking with fucking vodka and seltzers and all that fun shit. And I'm like, that sounds fun. You know? Yeah, check out. Like singing party in the USA. Nice, dude. But also, what do sober people who are trying to launch their own business do on Labor Day weekend? They work. Except you won't be working because you are you said that you're leaving tomorrow. Mighty not. <laughs> when I go out into the woods. Oh, that's her work gig. Motherfucker. The ideas that come are literally amazing. I'm just kidding. Are we done? You know I love it, you and your ideas. Do you think the workers at O'Reilly's think we die? Do you think that they think we move? I think that they think that we're born again Christians. What makes you fucking say that? In what universe you think that they think we're born again Christians? I just feel like I can tell. I don't think they think we die. Jeremy, we miss you. Jeremy, I hope you listen. <laughs> you are the best bartender ever. ever. We love he you. He used to smoke with us. Yeah. He poured the best pours of Jameson. Yeah. You know what's really weird is, you know when you break up with the ex and you forget about all the bad shit? Yeah. That's kind of what's happening right now. Thank God. I have how many months left? No. Five months left? You're, thank God I have five months left. For... Because I would go back in a heartbeat to smoking for real not every day but probably at least once a week oh my. without a doubt without a doubt yeah are you joking Cass I don't feel that way good for you what you're gonna say you're gonna put in all of this work to just go back to smoking I didn't say that I said I'm happy that we have five more months left so that you can go back to smoking no 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 I'm happy we have five more months left so I have five more months of not smoking to like ask oh I and thought reflect. you were like I'm counting down the days until I can have my say oh no I mean you are, you are. <laughs> I a part of me is and then a part of me isn't. That's why I'm saying I need the five months to figure out how I feel about all of this. Because here's the thing, Cassandra. On Friday, I worked out three times for over three hours. And you know what I want to do every once in a while? I want to do something silly with my friend, like light up a cig while we're driving in the car with our arms out the window. But don't you think it takes more than one year to reverse a 10-year emotional relationship with a physical addiction? You're saying that because you're seven months sober from something that you spent 10 years with. It wasn't 10 years. 19 to 29? You don't think so? 
21. I was going to say it didn't really start it to wasn't buying until so I was 21, but I started hitting it at 19. I remember when you could buy singles, singles at 4th Street. Oh my God. You could buy God. a single smoke you know for a dollar. so hot? So I threw my back out like a couple weeks ago and I fucked it free. And what would make that even better is sometimes having a little lala and then having a cig. Mm. Like I miss that. Not all the time. I used to do that in college. Duh. My God. I used to, and we used to smoke inside. Smoke inside in yeah. the bed. Yeah, 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 out yeah, of the yeah. window. Hanging outside of the window. I do not take On back the roof. any of these moments with these crusty so. motherfuckers. And they weren't all crusty. We were crusty. Bye I bye. was so crusty. We lived in a house and we said if it's yellow let it mellow. We just let a giant <laughs> piss bowl in our bathroom because we were crunchy hippie college kids. But we were so stylish and also we had the most beautiful piece of art that said eat more pussy above our fireplace that was absolutely iconic. I mean our house was called the Pussy Palace. It was literally amazing. Good times. But before the Pussy Palace we still lived in some. The Maynard house was amazing. I mean that garden I threw together at that, that Maynard house. Stunning. I had stunning. okra. Okra popping off the plants. Do you literally, remember that? Of course I've got pictures. It's Hang like out. find you a bitch you can do both. She can grow okra. She can grow arugula. And she can also drink whiskey and blast and some six. <laughs> I was going to say she, something so inappropriate. Wait. Anyway, I just sometimes miss being able to do both. It's like this journey of moving towards fucking growth can be so frustrating. This is what Kara and I were talking about <laughs> yesterday. I don't know if I fuck with labels at all. I used to be vegan, vegetarian, keto, and I'm stuck in a diet, but let's, what are other labels? Liberal, loyal, bitchy. What? Those aren't labels. Those are personality traits too. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm yeah. the funny one. I'm the cute one. Yeah, I'm always yeah, yeah. the cute one. Yeah. Like, yo, that's literally you putting a label on yourself. What? I used to call myself cute all the time. I was the cute one. I was the one that nobody wanted to fuck. That was me putting that label on myself. Oh, Cassandra, shut up. Everyone always wanted to fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, I, <laughs> all I'm saying is I oscillate in between the two views of one, how cool would it be to be like, I haven't had a drink in 25 years. The Bradley Cooper, the thing that we are talking about, yeah. that'd be really cool. Or I do what I want when I fucking want because there's one life to live and I am such a baddie and I work so goddamn hard. This is me back to month two, remember? This is, you. this is me being like, why do I have to be so hard on myself? Because you're the one who actually had the problem, not me. Marina, <laughs> I want to fucking bitch slap you whenever <laughs> you say that. Let me address the first and foremost thing. It's not fair. Your trained ass brain is telling you that you need those dopamine rushes from smoking and drinking. You know what I mean? Apparently they come from other things. We can still have those fun high highs and like we've still been dancing, hanging out with our girlfriends, doing all the fun shit without smoking and drinking. We just so closely look to the memories that happened seven months ago. We're only seven months sobs. Only. That's not a lot of time. You're right. You know when you break up with somebody and you're like, oh, you're under the first year. It's okay. You kind of can do whatever crazy shit. We we will give you a year to be a crazy, you're whiny totally little bitch. You're right. Or if like this a tragedy a, happens within that first year, it's like anything goes. Literally anything goes. This is a tragedy that has happened. <laughs> that I had to be responsible enough. I just cackle. And that self-aware enough. I don't want to do this thing, but I'm doing it. I'm so happy for you in the journey that you are walking on. I can't say what it's going to end up looking like for Sometimes me. I want to scream in the middle of the day out of nowhere because I'm fucking pissed that I quit. But I know it's for I'm happy you quit. I you know you're literally rotting from the inside out. I fucking don't appreciate that. Oh, I was just joking and I thought you were going to laugh. My eyes are turning yellow. I'm rotting from the inside <laughs> I don't, out. I don't want to say. My skin was melting. 
melting. It hurts my feelings. Okay, then let's not talk about it. I you know, know what I mean? Yeah, you're so beautiful and vibrant and full of life and love. Okay, perfect transition. So Marina and I are actually going to go through months one through seven, month by month. Hot takes. Themes. We're going to basically say what our theme was. Looking back, hindsight, we even went through old pics, old texts. I'm like really You went through texts? Yeah, motherfucker. You did? We're going to go back and say what the theme was and then kind of what that challenge or takeaway was. I'm so pumped. The reason why I want to do this is because we're painting a picture. This is the last time, first and last time, we'll ever be at month seven. And soon when we're at one year, we're going to forget everything we went through. And I like to take a look at the first half of the journey. We just started the first month of the second half of our journey. You're right. And it's closing out 2023, which I love. So let's bring the energy. Let's bring back those memories and let's talk about what went downtown. Come on, Marina. Let's go downtown. Okay, wait. Before we get started tonight, I want to do an apple manifestation spell. I sprinkled cinnamon outside of my front door and my back door. I've done this multiple times. (gasps) Oh my God. I saged every fucking corner of my house yesterday. I said, sorry. I am poor no more. Scarcity is out the door. Abundance is on its way and in its richness, I will play. This makes me think of when JM and I were laying in bed and the closet light was on and neither of us wanted to get up. So I said, hold my hand, baby. We're going to try and turn this light off with our minds. And he grabbed my hand like, let's do it. But you leave. He didn't say those words, but I felt it from his (laughs) hand going into mine. And then I said, "Uh, the light of day is here no more. Bring on the night and darkness it will pour. And we just said it over and over and And over again. And it fucking worked. And it almost worked. We felt it. It almost worked. He was like, let me just go shut it off because I think the spell is going to take a longer time. And we didn't want to feel like we were going to rush the spell out of respect. So we turned it off, but we know it worked. Can you see the cinnamon out there? No, I can't. Yes, right there. Look. Okay, back to what we were saying we're going to do. Month by month, months one through seven. Who wants to start? I think you should start first. All right. Month one was February. Okay, context. We were in Puerto Rico for the wellness retreat. That I hosted. That Marina hosted. We stayed an extra week kind of in total. My theme for February was determination, discipline, and that ass. Because my ass was popping in Puerto Rico. Popping. It literally looked so good. (laughs) Okay, that's my theme for February. What? That is not a fucking theme. Determination, discipline, and dead ass. Okay, why don't you you tell us a little bit more about that? I'm going to. Okay. The challenge for around that theme was the fact that I chose not to smoke and drink in paradise. Before the retreat started, before all of our girlies arrived, the day before, I decided no more smoking, no more drinking. When I wasn't home, when I wasn't around all my routines. I did it removed. Didn't even thinking about how that would impact coming back. Hindsight, great move. Phenomenal move. Highly recommend it. If you go on a vacation and then make some decisions. Because if you're feeling good, it's going to be easier for you to step into a place of discomfort. In February, I knew my why. My why was my intuition was trying to tell me something. This is full year before I turned 30. I wanted to see if I could experience changes in my face and my body. So I was extremely determined. And to be honest, my discipline was incredible, Marina. I was around the most excitable women and I was not smoking and drinking. And also we were like half naked and surfing and in our bathing suits all day. I just loved my ass in Puerto Rico. So honestly, that's why it's part of the theme. Wow. Okay. So my February. So this is from February to early March. Okay. At this point in time, I was fucking thriving. I was thriving. I got a new job. I was working with a startup that I love. I was going to a ton of events. And when we got back from Puerto Rico, 
Rico, I started personal training. Okay. So I had this high of Puerto Rico. It was so fun. You and I had a great time. We come back. My wheels are turning about things that inspired me during that trip. What was next for my brand, Stardust Standard? Actually, at that point in time, we had decided that you would officially become part of Stardust Standard. On the plane ride on home the plane from ride, Puerto Rico. It was on the plane ride to Puerto Rico. But we really spelled it out on the way back. I was like, this is what we're doing and all this stuff. So I was thriving. I was like, no smoking, no drinking, easy, whatever, don't care. Okay, February is thriving. What were your challenges? I didn't have any challenges yet. Cool. Second month for me, all of March this year. Don't talk to me, I'm meditating. That was my theme for March. My birthday's coming up. I haven't fully come into total understanding that I was gonna have headaches and cravings and that I didn't want to even be in any social setting around smokers or drinkers. So what did I do? I uh, absolutely isolated myself into my room. That became my safe haven. Bitch, I was journaling. I was breathing. I was going to yoga two times a day. And I started to slip into a little bit of a depression because of the side effects, because of the nicotine withdrawal, the habitual withdrawal. The coping mo- mechanism that is. smoking. And, and I think that obviously the drinking, completely removing all that added sugar and blah, 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 blah. True. Now looking back, I remember having insane headaches. But I honestly, I didn't even think of them as like side effects. So those were definitely my biggest challenges. <gasps> night sweats. Oh my God, I was having night sweats. Were you having nightmares too? Yeah, uh, accidental smoking, drinking drinks. Oh yeah, we had a ton of those. Like every night. Okay, for you. Month two, don't look at me, talk to me. I want to be in my home. Oh my God. Practicing plant magic. And I had the major weepies. I was very sensitive to friendships, relationships, and I felt incredibly vulnerable. And this was a time where I was getting a lot of pushback from people in my life that were saying they needed more from me, or Mm. actually they were just demanding parts of me that I couldn't offer at that moment in time. So I was starting to get very resentful and starting to feel taken advantage of. So what I do in those moments is I dig a hole and I slumber in it. So that's when I got really into hermit mode, plant magic, getting back into my gardening, my herbalism, which is perfect because it was also springtime, which is the perfect time for that. Was... Oh wait, we didn't really touch on our birthday though really fast. So we turned 29 and I had a really hard time around my birthday. Me too. Go ahead. I didn't want to see anybody. And I felt this sense of desperate need to be reclusive, but also I felt unfulfilled and sad. Unsupported. I think I realized I wanted people to ask me about me quitting drinking and smoking because it was such a big deal to me and nobody did. Yeah. And all people cared about was, well, what are you doing for your birthday? And I was like, I don't care. That's We're missing the point here, people. Obviously, this is me being passive aggressive and me not communicating very clearly. But I think what I wanted was those who want to support me out there. Can you write me a letter and tell, your, tell me you're proud of me and drop me off a chocolate bar or something? I think what happened was everyone's like, you party animal, Cassie. So are you or are you not going out for your birthday? And I was just like, this feels not good for me. You feel like a caricature of yourself. Like, am I even right. fun anymore? Mm-hmm. What's happening? So we went out to that super nice Italian dinner, which we loved. Well, this month, I believe the title to our podcast was, Are We Loners? Okay, moving on to month three, I'm still sad. So my month three looks like sad, spicy, and smoking bod. <laughs> so this is where my socializing got extremely limited because homies were getting the hint that I didn't want to go out to do anything that revolved drinking and smoking. So now there's this like quiet elephant in the room with a lot of my close friends where our actions were centered around drinking and smoking and we're no longer doing that. So we're no longer hanging out. I'm starting to feel like I want to do social things, but I don't really know how. It's April, it's spring. I'm feeling 
feeling fine. I'm feeling fine. I'm sober. I'm falling in love. So I didn't really know where to generate a lot of that energy. At this point, we're 90 days in and we named the episode Fundamentally Changed. Yeah, three months without late parties, late nights, liquid courage. And we were starting to notice these incredible differences in the relationship dynamics with some of the closest people in our lives. But the interesting thing is that a lot of those relationships were starting to feel at risk, mm. but we were digging our feet in the goodness of the relationships within ourselves. So we were like, as I am building a stronger relationship between me, myself, and I, how is it possible that the relationships around me are crumbling? And what someone told me is that the more that you develop healthy boundaries with yourself or with people around you, the more the relationships that didn't have established healthy boundaries will start to agitate and they'll start to become a little bit more chaotic and ask more things of you. But that's actually a good sign as long as you can stick your ground. We started choosing to spend our time in very different ways. Our environments started changing after those 90 days, I would say like significantly. What's your theme? Same thing, well, same vibe. Okay. So why don't you start off with month four then? Okay. So month four is fun. We titled the podcast Emotionally Drunk, What the Fuck is Happening? And this is because you and I realized that we can still be the life of the party without our vices. In month four, I felt like I started to develop a little bit of a girl gang. Oh, fun. And it's because the girls that I work out with, the women in personal training, we started to develop this like energy. And funny enough, it's four of the people that went <gasps> to Puerto Rico. That went to Puerto Rico. Yeah. And this energy is starting to feel palpable and we start hanging out and power each other. So a part of me that's surrounded by different people. So I'm really starting to like notice that new relationships are developing outside of the one that I have with myself, which was the only one I could depend on during the first 120 days. Mm -hmm. So this one I was really into, but I'm starting to get like a little antsy at this point in time because it's right before we went to Morocco. Do you remember me? I was incredibly, oh shit, you were anxious. You were like, uh, your grip on certain things were so tight and white knuckled. I was like, are you okay? Like what? Like your work. Well, that's what I was going to say. Exactly. Yeah. I was ramping up my work so hard and so fast and putting every part of me in aligning myself with the success of this company that I was destined to, to come out in a deficit. So month four right now, we're in early May, early June. I told you about my girl gang. I'm starting to get antsy, pre-Morocco meltdown. Oh, I want to say something about your girl gang. You know, when waves build in the ocean, they have their own vibe, whether they're big, strong waves in the morning or slower rolling waves in the afternoon, whatever it is. This girl gang energy makes me think of waves. How naturally we all grow each other's energy, confidence, love, and strength. And this is fucking fresh, fam. What's also cool is that we have not asked each other for really anything. We, we are simply show showing up as ourselves, celebrating one another, and being there. My fourth full month, the month Marina was just talking about, early May, early June, I call it misunderstandings and big moves. Wow, Cass. This is when I'm having misunderstandings happening left and right. You know how Marina said she was getting a lot of pushback and like relationships were starting to vibrate and change and maybe not crumble, but losing integrity. This is happening in my life. I'm getting a lot of commentary and opinions on the sobriety. I develop a rash on my face. I've noticed this from my photo album. This is when I'm starting to feel a lot of stress in my love life because I don't know if JM and I are going to work out together. Ooh. Me and my roommate are coming to an understanding that we want to change our living situation, but both of us don't exactly know how. For the first time in my life, I went through this transition in front of somebody and it was just very new for me to be like, I want this one day. Oh, never mind. I want this the next day. And I was watching somebody's 
reaction to that. And I think it can be very jarring for the other person, but it was also me trying to stay true to me. Oh, it was very wow. complicated. And I honestly feel really proud of both of us. I, I really do. I'm amazed with how you articulated that just so beautifully. This is when I fell in love with the podcast. Babies on this journey, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Because we go to Morocco in month five. We both lose our only source of income. Day 150. We're straight up grieving cigs over here. Was oh, the name of our podcast. We went to an Arab fucking country. I literally almost smoked. Yeah. We got very real about the five month itch. But ultimately we made it to 150 days sober. And we're pretty proud of ourselves at this point. How ever we lost our only revenue stream yeah we lost our job I, I got married we went to Morocco which was an amazing life-changing experience we got a, a little look into our lineage and our roots and what inspires us to bright colors and loud music and dancing we just like felt a sense of home and we are able to be like oh this is why we act and move and sing this way it's because it's been in a lineage of millennia it's like in us sidebar I went into aloe yoga yesterday for the first time at Easton you walk in and everything is black white or gray they had one color section very far in the back of one lime green color and that was it boring I know I just thought it was funny because I'm like I we're still in 2016 what is going on are we scared are we what are we so scared of we're sucking the life out of everything any anyway come back JK no job time to Frankenstein a business together with my twin sister which is nowhere to be found because she has a dick inside of her 24 7 I literally <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. So <laughs> month five, June. Early June, early July. This is going to make a lot of sense. My month theme is the Cassie cocoon. Here, I'm pulling together the most valuable pieces of the past four months, and I'm putting together my cocoon. Marina's rolling her eyes. Let me understand what I want. Let me take a fucking second to- Cassandra takes forever to make a decision about anything. Do you think that LeBron went from Miami Heat to- You got this. <laughs> the Cavs. Yeah. In one night? Decide. I'm building my cocoon. We're in the heat of summer. It's July. This is month six. Okay. This is where it gets- Fun. Let's fucking go. So this is when we're starting to feel like all in our sober feels. We're loving it. We're a bit unhinged, a bit bitchy. What's the name of the podcast? Day 180, six months, mushrooms, moving, and Marina's first doula experience. Oh yeah. This one was all sorts. But here's the thing. This is where you and I start to get a little sassier. This is where I'd rather be a bitch than inauthentic. You know, this I is love where when you quote me on the podcast, <laughs> it makes me fucking horny. I love it. Oh, Keep going. God. Yeah, this is when we're in our feels. So I wrote down my theme was I was the angry architect. Basically, I start to design my life to a degree where I'm like, wait, this is what I actually want. I want to work with my twin sister. How can I design my life so that I'm the lead architect? Let's get focused on what I want. I let it rest. I let it rebuild in my Cassie cocoon in June, in July. I start designing, but I'm pissed. I feel pissed in July. I feel like I'm starting mm. to experience judgment. I'm picking up on energy around me and I'm really hypersensitive to it in July. I'm like very aware that a lot has changed in the past six months and I'm playing the victim a little bit. Why isn't anybody reaching out to me? But nobody reached out to me. I was also internalizing other people's opinions and taking them too seriously. Like it's okay if people want to say whatever that they want to say. Why am I using that as fucking currency to a degree in my life? I was just taking in too much, you know? I love that. I, so month six, which was early July to early August, which wasn't that long ago. It was last month. I was getting hypersensitive to my friendships. That's what I was too. Yes. And 
I am really hard on myself. Like, for example, if I'm in a group of people or if I have a friendship where someone loves to talk shit about other people, it makes me feel really bad about myself. And then I go home and I think to myself, why don't you say anything? And what I do, I typically deflect instead of being like, hey, I don't bring down other women. Like, Sandra's really good about that. We don't do that. We don't bring down other women. Not all the time. It took a lot of practice for me to get there. But yeah, I'll be like, I, beauty's on the inside, not even the outside. This conversation basically has no value to me. Yeah. And so from July to August, I really felt that I wanted to be able to say things like that, but I couldn't muster them out. And it was eating me alive. Oh my eating God. me alive. When I got to that point in my therapy, my therapist was like, you're ready. It's going <laughs> to happen. Marina, it's going to happen. That was like a month and a half ago, two months ago. And I also got to experience my first birth because Cassandra and I had started our doula training, which was very exciting for us. And it was my little nephew, my first nephew. So that was pretty life changing. Six months Sobies. Okay. So that brings us to month seven and that's August, August to September. So do you want to go or do you want me to go? Okay. So we have like three in August. We have when life takes a dump on you. That was actually for when I lost my job. Got it. The next one was Cassie falls for a vegetarian and loving on your sober friends. July, right? No, that's August August? 17th. And then the next August 17th or the next one, which is these two will go together for our reflection is a real hoe protects their energy. Okay. So glad that we're all caught up. Now my recap for August is alignment and letting go. I just had to let so much shit go. In August is when I went my mind abdominal massage. I'm bringing some breath work back. I moved into my new home. There's tension all around me from job, friendship, me wanting to transition, just my personal, emotional, and spiritual energy. My diaphragm feels like it's locked up. And I just took a big old deep breath over the course of all of August. (sighs) Dude, and I let some shit go. I had a great time in August. Like, I feel fondly when I think about August. I think that this past month has been one of the best months of my life. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why? I've laughed more the past 30 days than I have in many months cumulatively. And also, when Jess and I got back from Morocco, we were like, no more TV. This is it. We read at night. Justin plays chess at night. That's all we do. So it's felt like I've really invested myself in certain new routine practices. I feel like I'm getting more more fluid and powerful in my teaching my dance. I'm reading at night. We're having moon circles with the moon mavens. There are these things that are like, they feel few and far in between, but when you put them all together, it's big it shit. makes for the best fucking month. So what was your challenge in August? Because 30 minutes ago, we were bitching about low-key wanting to be able to still party and smoke and drink. In August, did you feel any of that? My challenge for August is I'm trying to take the pressure off of me but I feel an insurmountable amount of pressure to be successful. The challenge for me was that although I'm like, less pressure, Marina, you're really like gliding into this. In the very back of my head, I have this voice that's like, bitch, let's go. Success waits for no man. Let's go. You know how magical and powerful you are? Yes, I do. Marina, it's all going to work out. It's all going to work out. You are successful. Yeah. Think about how much you already have. Yeah, I have a lot. My boyfriend's therapist said, why are you creating all this suffering in your life? Yeah. You have so much. You are so talented. The right thing is on its way. The right thing's already here. Yeah. I love my beautiful home and my life and you and my relationship. All is well. All is well. This is the TBT, best day of our deep life. cut, deep cut, all is well. Okay, so that was month seven. That's where I struggled is that voice in the back of my head that's telling me to, how am I gonna get on Forbes 30 under 30? 
in less than a year. I don't like it when people tell me that I can't have these lofty goals. I don't think it's fair. And if I want to be Forbes 30 under 30, that's something that I want. And I want to have the largest wellness brand in the world. I do. These are things that I desire. I know we can do it. I think we should do some predictions. Like, well, what do you mean? Are you still going to feel the same way? Do you think that you're going to want to? I don't, I don't know. Hey, sorry. Wrong <laughs> question. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody asked Hanina uh, to predict shit. I'm just saying, I don't know. I think that by the end of the year, I'm going to be at peace. Please, please be at peace. <laughs> not please be at peace, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's it. What do you think about all that? I do think... Do you have any words of encouragement for anybody? For just any. You're not alone. You are your own best friend. So take care of that relationship first. Yeah. My mantra when I was really depressed is everything's going to be okay. Because you will only have you for you only ever have you. I just, I love that so much. I'm obsessed with that. If you are having these glimmers of, I want to try and drop the thing. You can literally do it. You can fucking do it. And let me tell you what happens when you drop the thing, when you drop the guy or you drop the fucking booze or you drop the fucking bad habit. It feels so fucking good. I like look forward to the second of every month coming because I'm like, oh, I text Marina. Happy month seven. You do every month. It's really fun. And you can do it because if I can do it, you can do it, motherfuckers. Si se puede. Si se puede. Si se puede. Si se puede. <laughs> <Is that it? laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye.